1: bundled like you're in some sort of like an English cottage what's yes, going on you I guys have the like, heat off
0: I have four layers on I'm wearing uh, a sweatshirt that says that I may have plunged
1: the polar, at bear, the polar bear
0: polar bear plunge, plunge. I just want to clarify never yes. <laughs> this is this is a gift from a, from a friend but um, yeah me polar bears plunging never happening Okay,
1: you know that there's no polar bears actually in the planet. I
0: know, but even polar (laughs) polar bears, not happening. I -hmm. am staying put near the equator if I
1: can. (laughs) I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's freezing in the house, even though I have the heat blasting. And now I'm thinking it's me. There's something wrong with me. Maybe I'm coming down with something. Do you have COVID? Maybe. Who knows? It's you usually who has has imaginary COVID. But, um. (laughs) I might. Who knows?
1: I was in a room with somebody like very close proximity to a person sitting right next to them for over an hour. And then like the next day they were like, hey, I feel like shit and I have COVID. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then I was like, maybe now's the time. It'll be a Christmas miracle. Nope. My husband uh, uh,
0: called me uh, Friday, Thursday or something. And he said, I think I have COVID. I'm going to go to patient first, get myself tested again yeah, I did the home test. I think I have COVID. I'm going, to, I said, okay. And then he sat in patient first for about two hours, two and a half hours, missed my daughter's recital, yeah. winter recital. Oh my gosh. Then um, they said, oh, you don't have COVID. And he's like, but I was, I tested positive at home. So, and then they said, well, we could do a PCR test, but it'll take a couple of days for you to know whether you have COVID or not. That's okay. And and since you don't, you didn't test positive on the, um, on the swab, we are going to, we are not, we are not going to prescribe you any medication. You just have to, you know, just take Tylenol and rest up. Okay. Comes home. I come home. The whole day was a mess because he decided he had COVID. So everything was a mess. I had to rush around. I had done all kinds of, You know, I had to do a whole bunch of different things and make sure that I took my daughter and then I had to take my daughter and her friend for frozen yogurt afterwards because the funds would go to the school, blah, blah, blah. And it was by the time I got home, it was 10 o'clock in the night and Mm -hmm. I was exhausted. And I see all the test kit and everything lying on the table, which, you know, since I'd been running around from work, I went directly everywhere. I finally see it. And it says, there's one line on C and there's nothing on T. And so I'm like, why did you think you were positive? Yeah. He says, see, COVID, it's... Oh, like, That's no. control. That's control. <laughs> you don't know bird. Wow. I was like, wait a minute. How smart are you? How many times do you tell me that you're smarter than me?
1: That's amazing. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's two masters. He's multifaceted like me. (laughs) He's multi-degreed. (laughs) Multi-degreed. Oh,
0: my gosh. And he got deceived. And I'm like, why won't you look at the instructions? He's like, oh, the instruction was weird. It's all these languages. So I'm like, yeah, look for the the English one. (laughs) He's like, I couldn't find it. So he spent three and a half hours at patient first with actual COVID patients.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um,
0: Uh, I cannot wait to rub this in when he tells me something
1: where he thinks
0: that he's smarter than me.
1: Well, you know, while we're trading stories about our family members doing silly things, not my spouse, but my son. So my kids get a nutritious lunch every single day of chicken nuggets. Okay. I'm that mom. (laughs) And I do air fry them. Uh So they're a little bit better for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I pack this kid every day. They get different kinds. Aiden likes a kind. Noah likes a kind, right? So yeah. it's the same thing. Aiden, they watch me make it every single morning. Every morning they say, hey, can we just have a bite of one? It smells so good. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. shut up. Go put your jacket on, right? So Aiden comes home from school and he goes – I like open up his lunchbox box and I go, Aiden, your lunch is full. He goes, yeah, I couldn't finish the burger you gave me. And I'm like, what? He huh? goes, yeah, you gave me a cheeseburger, which is so weird. I never eat cheeseburgers. And I was like, Aiden, what are you talking about? He goes, there's a cheeseburger in my lunchbox. And I was like, whose lunch did you eat? Because <laughs> I just opened up my lunchbox and it has the nuggets as I pack them in your lunchbox. And he goes, huh. Oh, and then the poor guy kid, he got so embarrassed. He just like hugged his head for a little while because I think he himself was like, what did I do? Because he is like- you know, At that age. <laughs> you know, he's at that age. And also I always have to like, give him a little bit of great more grace too because of everything he's been through Mm -hmm. so i'm like you know what maybe this is just like brain cancer stuff i don't know (laughs) and so i'm like it's okay buddy it's okay so then he starts talking he goes i'm remembering what happened i sat down and i saw my lunchbox and usually i pack his stuff in like foil yeah to keep it warm. He goes, So I saw the foil sitting next to my lunchbox. So I opened up the foil and there was a burger inside. And I was like, Aiden, that was somebody else's lunch that was probably sitting next to you that was getting ready to eat. And you just didn't realize it. And you thought that he thought that he had already unzipped his bat, he his forgot, box. It. yeah, removed his, yeah. taken his food out and put it on the table. Right. He didn't do those things. He's <laughs> awful at multi step things. Like he's yeah. just bad at sequence of things. So I'm like, who, I was like, was there anybody with you? He was like, no, I sat with my friends, Dylan and Dylan. I'm like, did they eat? Ch- like, did they say anything? Both the Dylans didn't eat. <laughs> yeah, no, both <laughs> the Dylans had their own food. And so Fahad was like, I think it was, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a teacher or an aide's lunch or somebody's oh. lunch. Like that just was like, let me put it here while I go do other things. And, this can, and it was probably like an adult because they saw Aiden eating their you cheeseburger not going to tell this kid he can't eat my food. I was like, Was it a good cheeseburger? At least he goes, Yeah, it was really good. I just didn't have enough time to finish it because, you know, I don't really like to eat sandwiches at school. I was like, Okay. So, you
0: know, uh, no, see, that's I, I, I'm going to blame that's still cute.
1: It's not, it's not dumb. Like, a story. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, Are you a child left behind? Like, what's yeah. going on here? Right. How did this happen? Uh, it's not like Doctor Jackie not knowing where Portugal is. Oh my gosh! On Watch what happens. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that she did that.
0: Oh, oh my god! You should have seen Wendy and Doctor Jackie answer. Wendy was at least a little bit. I thought she got it. Tale of Two Cities and all of that. She got something. Some of the answers. But oh my god, Jackie and Wendy not being able to do a simple multiplication of how much square feet footage is in a room if you give it the length and the height, length and the width of the room. I'm like, she's like, I, I don't know, I don't know. I'm like, just multiply.
1: Yeah, this is why they're on Bravo. <laughs> this is why they're on Bravo. Like even the smartest people are on Bravo are just fucking idiots. Right. <laughs> okay. Um. Wait. I just wanted to tell everybody there's not going to be a Potomac episode next week, also, because there's no Potomac episode on Christmas Day. Oh no. Um, I mean, I'm okay with it. I think I need a breather. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be doing some other stuff with Reheal. I think we're going to do a Christmas-ish movie, and we're going to talk about May December on Netflix, Mm -hmm. and we're going to do all kinds of like scripted stuff.
0: Guess what? I've been um, I accidentally started, and then now I'm binging. What? The Paris Hilton.
1: Oh my god! With from Paris with love. Uh Yeah, but uh, I'm only watching um the second season. Oh, okay. You don't watch the first one. Apparently, Um, it's second
0: season. I'm it's griping, gripping drama and griping lots of griping also. (laughs) But it's gripping drama because it. I'm getting
1: a lot of insight into Kathy. Yeah, I'm I was going to ask, it. like, does it change Ugh. your opinion on Kathy? No, I mean, she's no, still a monster. Really. We all, I just we all know, knew she was a monster. Now I know why, that's all. Yeah. 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 I just
0: understand the monstrosities. But also, what a horrible mother, parent, both of the parents. And there's a lot of focus on Kathy. Should have known. Kathy should. I'm like, what about the dad? Why yeah. is now nobody accusing? What's his name? Not Conrad. What's his name? Richard. Richard. Robert? Any, yeah whatever why isn't he being accused of being a bad parent it's when it on was both of them no it's always on the mother yeah it's kind of weird bullshit. and it's very heartbreaking and uh, really yeah
1: oh it's you're really selling compelling. it to everybody it's
0: compelling at least it
1: was to me I was like uh, I was why hoping I you would this? say that you accidentally started the gilded age <laughs> No, you need to have- watch The Gilded Age. It's I watched the first good. year, the first season. I did. The se- yeah, the second. I just season don't Just don't feel finished. the
0: interest to go into second season. No, I don't know why.
1: you have to because Christine Baranski is so good. Like she's just so good. Honestly, to me, it's very Housewives because their drama is so funny. It's like, ooh, whose opera house are you gonna go to? Who's the cool? It's like the most like low stakes, high stakes stuff. Like the way they present it is so funny. There's a whole thing about... I'll I'll try. I'll try. I just... I watched the first season and I wasn't impressed. I I mean, it's "Eh." no Downton Abbey. It's never going to be as good as Downton Abbey. Nothing is going to be as good as Downton Abbey. But it is really fun to watch because it's just so silly. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah. I am going to be... After I watch (laughs) Perry's being destroyed. So I am going to talk about Gilded Age with Kendrick, (laughs) I think, this week or next week. So if you're into that, that's coming up too okay let's talk about potomac yeah um karen's triple 20 with the the dirty birds with the dirty birds and kayaking things that like she just
0: like the kayaking part i thought was the best birthday anybody could have had like
1: with for for karen that i think she was enjoying herself i mean i think she would have rather been doing something else but at least Ashley's gift to Karen was: Karen, we're gonna get on boats in water, um, and then we're gonna get away from you. And, and you're just be gonna- so you can just do yeah. your antics. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna get solo camera time, just a camera on you while we're right. in the water with GoPros, so yeah. you're good to go. Um, Karen is turning her mother's house in Surrey County, grandmother's house in Surrey County, into a resort.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A resort or like a bed. <laughs>
0: I break. think she means a uh, educational resort or educational bed and breakfast where you go and you learn about,
1: yeah, black plantation orders yeah, right? Yeah. So
0: and, and she's gonna do that, and it's going to become a historical place to visit, and you know it's going to be a bed and breakfast. Not,
1: isn't a that like amazing that yeah. like, uh, <laughs> that a hundred years from now they're gonna be like oh, this house has been around for 200 years. And yeah. what is this? Who created this? Well, it was Karen Huger, the grand dame of Potomac. <laughs> like, My County. And, yeah. And somebody 100 years from now is going to be like, they were titles like that in 2023? And be like, yes, there were. Because there was this thing called Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> and if you go into the gift shop you can see her four with candles that you could buy <laughs> i know i bet that's what she's
0: gonna push in that it's going to be a bed and breakfast poorly run bed and breakfast with a, a, a gift shop
1: yes where remember, you're going
0: to buy random stuff
1: remember she said she had multi-levels to the house of huger yes <laughs> the the house. <laughs> she literally bought a house to have multi-levels <laughs> just so good Uh, and i also just love karen being the bigger person at this in this television show constantly being like hey girls we all need this paycheck so like let's figure it out let's figure out a way to get together and i do have to say like the amount of fighting that karen and giselle have done and the fact that they can still like be friendly with each other i think i've i have like what do you think? Why do you think that Giselle can do that with Karen, but not with Robin or, or sorry, not with Candace or with Wendy?
0: I don't know. It's I think Giselle thinks that she can dismiss most of what Karen says as cuckoo bananas speak from her. Right. So it's like yeah. something she's just she's just blabbing. This is Karenism. This is, you know, and she knows that she needs Karen on the show for the show to be successful Giselle doesn't think she needs Candace on the show to be successful mm. and Candace has leveraged the show to become truly famous and truly make some money whereas Giselle and Karen and even Wendy they're all just you know doing some offshoot stuff that makes a little bit of funds but it's not really taken off so mm. She sees Candace as more of a threat in, in that sense or that Candace can go do her music. She doesn't have to be here. But I need Karen to for the show to be successful and for my own paycheck.
1: But I think like the amount of stuff that Karen and can- and Giselle have said about each other, right? right? Like Giselle, she dragged Giselle that season when G- she Giselle brought Jamal on. Right, right. You know, all that stuff. Like Karen has really gone hard on... Giselle let's not forget Karen was like and also Giselle has gone so hard on Karen but I think the difference between like how Giselle chooses to move forward with Karen is the reason why is because I don't think that Giselle she Giselle thinks that Karen is dumb like mm-hmm. Giselle thinks that Karen is like like you said cuckoo banunu and like loopy and silly and like doesn't need to be taken seriously because mm-hmm. she's not a serious person I think the issue that with Giselle's relationship with Candace and Wendy is Candace and Wendy are serious people. And I have to say, even though I'm a Candace fan, the reason why the fight between Candace and Giselle is something that Giselle cannot get over is because Candace does take things very seriously. Yeah. Like this is why Robin is so emotional. This is why it's so heavy is because unlike Ashley or unlike Karen, you know, who get to like be funny and silly about it. Candace can be really mean and Mm -hmm. Wendy is really smart. Like, so I think that it's almost like Giselle knows that when Candace and Wendy use certain words, they know the meanings of those words and they know the weight that those words carry. Mm -hmm. So when they hurl accusations at Giselle, even if they're true, they hurt Giselle more because she knows that they mean it. Whereas when Karen says you have a hot box or whatever, like it doesn't mean anything to Giselle because it's like just nonsense. It's it's like heronism. Like who yeah. cares?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think Giselle sees her and Karen to be the center uh, cherry blossoms. Like you know, Champagne to up to each other. Because <laughs> what does Giselle bring to the table other than her kids growing up? It's fine, nice. Okay, we love her kids, but. Really, there's no storyline. Karen doesn't have a storyline and they both know that they need to have something. So they're like leaning on each other for this season.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, So beginning of the episode starts up again with Robin crying in the car. And the whole thing is that Robin has this really big emotional response to Candace. Candace is asked are you going to talk about your lawsuit with Michael Darby? Candace says, I'm not going to talk about my lawsuit because I don't think it's smart to talk about these things on camera. For example, Robin, you did that and then Juan lost his job. So suddenly Robin has this big emotional response. She's like, you guys are making me out to the villain. Now it's like, I, I didn't do bad enough. Now on top of everything else I did to the television show, I also made my husband lose his job. Like, Robin, Robin gets- I
0: think she cried because I think there's some truth to it, and I think, I
1: think that Juan may have
0: blamed her for it. That's I think how exactly. I see it. Exactly.
1: Yes, I think that you pointed this out actually a couple of weeks ago. You were like, I think that Juan has definitely had words with Robin, where he's told Robin, "I don't want you to be on the show anymore. This makes me look bad. This adds too much scrutiny to us." And Robin's like, "Listen, motherfucker, somebody's got to bring home a paycheck because it's certainly not you." Right. Like, I think that that's. That is the... Di- and I think that Juan has a difficult time of... I mean, we'll get to that fucking phone mm. call with Juan at the end of the episode. It was so upsetting. They should have honestly put like a fucking trigger warning before that because it was yeah. a really hard call to listen to. But I think Juan might be somebody who also doesn't like the fact that Robin is the breadwinner in the house. Like, I don't I, think I, that I he-, think
0: he... Yeah, he doesn't like it. And I think um he thinks... Money, br- that kind of celebrity and money, br- all it brings is bad stuff. Like yes. it, it's just bad, um, bad news. And I don't want to be part of it. He just wants to live his philandering ways in a low key, in a space where he's a celebrity. Now she is a celebrity. He is being, um, you know, everybody is slinging mud at him. Everybody knows how what a sh- uh, what a shitty husband he is, and that doesn't look good on him. He wants her. To be the sidekick, the wife of the great Juan Dixon, not you know, Robin's husband Juan is how he's being. seen. I don't think he likes it. I also don't think that Robin is finally has her own money and some independence, even though she's pretty much holding every she's probably holding everybody, the household up and everything. She is has that independence now from this show where even when she was working before and she was doing some business, it was always under the shadow of one, yeah. but yeah, she is the star. And I think she doesn't want to give that up. And that I think irks him. He does. He wants her to be a
1: housewife and just take care of him. And I think also between the two of them, there may have been some sort of like a tit for tat because like because of what Juan did in with the Canada girl and then because of all of the things that came up with that Robin's job security Mm -hmm. on this television show was at risk. Right. Because she chose to protect her husband, probably because he wanted her to. Right. Mm -hmm. And then. Robin says something about Juan on the television show, which may have been used, uh, who knows, prob- or Juan uses that and say, well, you know what, Robin, you also put my job at risk by mentioning the lawsuit on right. the show. Right. So I-, I feel like between the two of them, there may have been words, but that's between Robin and Juan. I think that when she has this big reaction to Candace, the reason why she does is because Candace holds with her a lot of social media power. Mm-hmm. like. Again, you guys know I love Candace, but Candace's biggest sin here is that after the stuff came out about Robin and Juan and the Canada girl, Candace didn't go to Robin. She went to Twitter and -hmm. she went to Andy Cohen and she complained to HR, Mm -hmm. essentially. She complained to their boss saying that, you know, people aren't doing their part of of the contract. I think that what Giselle... I think that what Robin did, like people are like, why is, why is Candace mad at Robin when it was Giselle who did? Let's be honest. Robin could have said, Giselle, like this isn't, she did defend Candace. Mm -hmm. She defended Candace, but she allowed her best friend to keep that shit going for the entire television show. Right. And that pissed Candace off because she is like, that's, Robin is supposed to be my friend. Like, why are you allowing Giselle to do that? And that's also like what Candace gets into later on the episode. But like, Robin having this big reaction to Candace to me and actually Candace then sobbing in the stupid fucking chicken shit place. Both of them smell that place through the TV. So gross. Like also like so embarrassing for both of them. They're probably like, I don't want to do this. Like I cannot believe that I'm on a television show, risking my real life friendships and my marriage and like the sanctity of my home. To go on a trip with Ashley Darby to a place full with white people who smell like chicken shit, like that probably also made them cry. (laughs) That's that's embarrassing. I know. But people there were like, huh, what are these,
0: you know, black women walking in and with cameras and everything? And they were the people around them were weird. The whole place felt like it stings and it's smelly and it's like gross. And I don't know what's wrong with Ashley why is she? Well, the, I guess this is why she was married to Gollum of all people. She has zero standards of any kind. What mm-hmm. is this?
1: Yeah. And so Robin, I feel like Robin and Candace both had a big emotional response because they love each other. I mm-hmm. think they really genuinely love each other and they do want each other's friendship. But I think they're both too stubborn and too frustrated with how the show plays out to do anything about it. And I think Mm -hmm. that they're both aware, like, like I think they're both aware that their proximity to Giselle is what protects them on the show. Mm -hmm. And I think that what they really need to be doing is like being friends with each other. But I Mm -hmm. also think that they're both aware that they can't, they can't be friends with each other if, if Robin is friends with Giselle. Yeah. I don't mean, think that's it's a possibility. I mean it could all be resolved if they had like an off camera conversation. But <laughs> right. Candace is never gonna do that. Yeah. And Robin really wants that. Yeah. And and that's that's right. unfair to the show. Right. Um, do you think that Candace and Wendy and all of them are enjoying Robin's demise when they see the stuff about the lawsuit?
0: I don't think so. Yeah. I don't
1: think they're enjoying it per se, but they see it like, yeah, what did you expect? But I think like the same people who are like tweeting at Candace and in the Candace and Wendy camp, are I are the those, ones that are they're enjoying. Yeah, those people Robin's are demise. enjoying
0: it. I don't so, think Wendy and Candace themselves but I are. Think,
1: but I think yeah. that as a result, Robin associates them all sort of underneath the wing of Wendy and Candace, and that's probably why she continues doing right. It's
0: demise. it's very much like Melissa and Teresa's you know feud, right? It's the people that are supporting them on Twitter that they listen to, and there's like, oh, all these people are saying that, and you're not defending me, so obviously you must be agreeing with them, and so that's that means that you are just like them.
1: Yeah. And Giselle yelling at Candace and being like, she needs to apologize for what she did and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And it's like, well, Giselle, you've never apologized for literally anything ever in your life. Mm -hmm. Ever. So like, you don't get to do that. And you don't get to say a day ago that I'm never going to interact with this person and then be like, I'm going to fight this person if they try to comfort Robin. I'm like, no, you're not, Giselle.
0: Robin sitting on the the sidewalk crying was such a sad sad state i felt so much for i felt so sorry for her yeah and giselle doesn't even come out at first it's mia fucking mia who wants to be on camera running out (laughs) and then robin is like i don't want to talk to you um and then she just stands there staring but it it was just it's bad i just felt like so like she was so alone and even when giselle is around her Robin is alone. Giselle doesn't have her back. Giselle is just using Robin and her misery as a shield to protect herself from any attacks that might come out her way. And she's using Robin and her misery. I, I just don't feel like Giselle is a good friend to Robin. No,
1: she's She's enabling
0: not. her. She's enabling, you know, she doesn't, she tries to speak the truth, but the minute Robin pushes back, she just shuts down because she doesn't want to do that. And so it's like I just feel like I don't know I don't I just don't think that she's there the way Robin needs somebody to talk to openly because yeah. even if Giselle if Robin shared her innermost thoughts about one maybe Robin has thoughts about leaving one or how he t- treats miserable treats her miserably Robin cannot share that with the Giselle it won't no. be safe. No, Robin has to defend one in front of Giselle. He she cannot come to Giselle and say, I am having conflicting feelings because X, y, Z. I know he's an ass, but I am in this marriage because I have all these conflicting issues that I need to deal with. These are my issues. I need to be financially stable. I need my kids to be a little bit more grown up, whatever the reasons. are, She cannot be honest with Giselle because Giselle will not protect that for her.
1: Yeah. And, and whenever Robin is sort of put in a corner, she's just like, I don't know, whatever. And it's like, the reason why you are bursting out into tears in public places is because you're not actually saying out loud what the problem is. Like Robin is not one to talk about her feelings mm-hmm. and she's just shoving them all in. It exactly. honestly makes me so sad for Robin. It right. really, really does. And I do. Th- it's I, I She compartmentalizes
0: think- it and she compartmentalizes it. That's why she's able to. Say nobody can talk about my personal issues and then at the very next scene ask a personal question of somebody else around the table because she compartmentalizes one thing is a show but the other thing is personal but she doesn't realize that she's literally doing exactly what other people are doing to her.
1: Yeah and also like Robin is like I've never done anything to these people. Mm -hmm. um i beg to differ uh Mm -hmm. you accused wendy's husband of cheating on her and that's why she was getting her body done you said that karen you know was hooking up with some dude in a washington uh, commander's jersey Mm -hmm. you said that karen's house was fake you tried to come at ashley darby in her kangaroo store let's not act like you don't do shit robin Mm -hmm. you have done stuff and the thing is when people do stuff to Robin, she gets really mad. The reason why she goes up to Monique and she fights with Ki- Ashley and all these things is because they say the obvious thing, which is you're with in a relationship with a man who treats you like shit. Mm-hmm. You're in a relationship with a man which, who treats you like shit, and all of us are not allowed to talk about it. And I right. think that that's crazy. like that's right. a- and that's why Robin keeps having these like outbursts and it makes me sad because I'm like, you're mad at the wrong person, Robin. Right. She's mad at herself, really. Yeah. To be truthful, I don't
0: think she can even be mad at um, Juan at this point because Juan has shown over and over and over again what kind of a guy he is. He's not going to change. There's nothing to do with it. I think for uh, for Robin, it's probably a lot of low self-esteem and self-loathing that she cannot bring herself, have the courage and has the varietal to move on. She just is not able to let go of one, and that situation. So I think it's a lot of anger at herself. And that, you know, when people point out the obvious, it just comes welling up. And, um, you know, things that she doesn't want to address get um, all the way up and she starts crying. I think she needs some real deep therapy and I don't think she's ever going to have that. Because yeah, they don't she,
1: have insurance. She's still trying to figure oh out that Oh my God, insurance. that scene where she's like calling Juan and it's like, you're just going to have to pay for your medicine out of pocket. And Juan's like, I don't want to do that. So, I don't know, man, like, guy. lose your job then, asshole. <laughs> 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 don't lose your
0: job.
1: Like, you're calling why she,
0: You are and the by, jobless one. Why is she trying to manage your insurance and figure out all this on her
1: vacation? Also, while she's at her job that you are going to then get on the phone and yell at her about doing her job. Like Robin hates the fact that she has to call Juan and tell him what's going on because in the past she wouldn't have done that. But now they're like, aren't you going to producers are like, aren't you going to call Juan? And she's no longer allowed to say, no, I'm just going to deal with it when I get home because they're going to be like, Robin, you're doing it again where you don't show stuff on camera. She calls Juan and the way Juan explodes on her and starts yelling at her and saying, why are you paying them any mind? Stop crying about it. Why are you getting so emotional? Explains why Robin sometimes is so stoic on the show and why she has no emotions because she's literally being told by this man. Since the age of 17, I'm guessing. Like this is so – it was so disturbing. Yeah. And we said this last week. And again, I'm like really tiptoeing around it.
0: No, this week it was a little bit more obvious, right? It's
1: emotionally, it's at the least, at the very very least, it is emotionally abusive adjacent. Like, this is really scary stuff. And if that's how comfortable he feels getting on the phone and screaming at her. Knowing that she might be getting filmed, right? That's the other thing. You don't
0: want to do one thing. He doesn't want to do a single thing to make her work life easy. That's the bottom line. And that's yes. the paycheck you're seeing. He's like, she's like, oh, he's got 15 months of pay and then we the money runs out. So he needs to figure something out. Well, it's coming up on that now. So I don't, yeah. I don't think he has found anything yet. But I'm just saying, you don't get to just sit there. You're doing nothing, first of all. You're supposed to be looking for a job. You're doing nothing. You might as well do all the housework and do everything, take care of her and be there like Chris Bassett is, by the way. And yeah. at the very least, he has issues with uh, with um, Candace. But at least he shows up and he's kind when he's on the phone call with her. He's supportive of her. When he goes on podcasts, he's way overly supportive of her. Yeah, <laughs> You know, he at least tries to play the, hus- the
1: supporting husband. At least pretend to do that, man. What is this? It's bad. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Well, let's talk about Giselle's conversation with Karen. Giselle tells Karen that she can never imagine a place where she and Candace could ever be okay because of the comment that Candace made. I thought she was going to say something about the fact that Candace talked about her uterus. Like, that was really fucked up. Yeah. But Giselle is really upset about the fact that Candace said, you get to hide behind your white passing ass. And this is when I say, like... I love you, Candace, but you have to get off of Twitter because these are like, that is the Potomac. No, she said that to her, uh, to her face. No, I know. But that is like a, it's parroting stuff that you see on Potomac. Somebody else put that in Twitter, right? And I do think, like we've talked about it. Yes, there is a truth to the fact that white passing people she's not white passing, by the way. Giselle, I look at Giselle and I see a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, but maybe in some places she is right? She, she still gets the, la-
0: light she, skin and she yes gets some and privileges. she
1: gets and she gets the privilege of being a light-skinned woman and being able to pass in certain situations. I'm not going right. to deny that. I think that, like, while those things are true, I think the way in which Candace says those things, again, because she's so smart, she mm-hmm. know like, it carries a different weight for Giselle because she knows what those words mean. She knows how big it is. And then so when Giselle starts to say that Giselle's, like, not feeling safe with her daughters because mm-hmm. her daughter is dark-skinned and, like, Karen's like, yeah, we have – we both have dark-skinned Skin. daughters. yeah. Giselle is like, now it's about my children's safety. And she doesn't really quite say it. I don't know if she maybe said it and they cut it out of the show, just continue to do her kid- mm-hmm. children's safety. But there was a lot of shit online. People saying really terrible things like Giselle, mm-hmm. I do even love your, your kids. And like, how are you going to be a good mother? Like, it questions Giselle's relationship with her daughters which mm-hmm. is like, if you can say if you say anything about Giselle Bryant yeah, you could say all kinds of shit about her. But she is you could tell she has an awesome relationship with those girls. She's a good mother. She's she's a good mom. And for her, most of her life, she has been a single mom. So like, I, I understand Giselle's pain there. I do have to say with that, Giselle, you also put Candace's marriage in a really bad place. Mm -hmm. You accused her husband of being a predator. Mm -hmm. And, You continue and you double triple down on it this season again. And he lost his job and there was a stress on our marriage. Like I know that like Candace doesn't have kids, but Chris has kids. Yeah. What does that say? Like for those kids? Like that's a lot for them for them to have to I think they went overboard
0: in the last season and now they're all paying for it because they Mm -hmm. just went overboard with all their shade and accusations and uh, it just got very ugly and got really real for all of them, and now they are all looking at the consequences of all, all of it, and they are all expecting a apology from the other person without acknowledging what they ha- they themselves have done too. They just need, yeah, they just need one of the you know, the Beverly Hills. Uh, what was that Eagle Woman come and sit and just tell the speak their truth.
1: Karen is kind of cosplaying as Eagle Woman this year though. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a bird. Dirty bird. No, no she would never be an equal woman. You're right. She would be like, <laughs> not I. <laughs> I love her. Oh, I do. I do too. <laughs> Don't you love that they flash to her like little... The spinoff show that was like three episodes where- <laughs> with
0: all the, the family tree and Aunt, 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 Aunt Val, Valerie, and, yeah. and Val and Val was like a tough one she was tougher than
1: Karen Karen was like scared of Aunt Val <laughs> well, the best thing about that whole spinoff if you didn't watch it is that it was this whole thing of we don't know who the farm's gonna go to who's the land gonna go to who's it gonna go to and we're to also scared forward. of Aunt Val it literally ended with her being like there's a will <laughs> I have the will and the farm (laughs) goes to me. I am the owner. So (laughs) (laughs) So, so silly. It was like, (laughs) it was one of the best. It was so, it was so Karen. Uh, I don't know. I, I like, I hope that they kind of can figure it out. The mid season trailer looked good. I'm excited to see Mia and Gordon's relationship fall apart. Like, let's Mm -hmm. focus on that. I don't want to try to build Giselle and, and, um, Candace back up. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think that that's a lost cause. That's like, yeah. those are two people who are never going to get along. It's like, right. you know.
0: And I was glad NECA had very little to say this episode, and that's, that was fine for me. I was like, okay, good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm you. good with that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, married to medicine. <gasps> I'm so upset with this episode of married to medicine. Mm-hmm. So, on Married to Medicine this week. I don't know how
0: you can be upset. The vice
1: president was on and she knew Dr. Jackie. Listen, that lady was reading off of cue cards. I've been spending, if you listen to my pop culture episodes that I do with Raheel, you'll know that I've been dealing with like local politicians and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I was like listening to you know, Kamala Harris. I mean, I agree. I believe that she cares about you know black maternal. No, 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 mortality. she does. But I think she somebody does.
0: told her she's Doctor Jackie, and she's like
1: Doctor Jackie. <laughs> the way she came on, I was like, oh, she's acting like she knows you. But I don't know if she's watched a single episode. <laughs> no, not a single episode. I think that there's a respectability politics thing happening on yeah. medicine, right? They because like even when they're in Napa. They're like, let's not act a way that Phaedra's gonna think that we're hood. And then yeah. Phaedra even and then, being like, like, can we
0: keep our voices down? Yeah. I'm and like, how do you hold the wine glass? Like, it can was just teach like them how it was like,
1: oh, don't do that. I don't need you guys to like go into a white space and act like and you're act less white. white. <laughs> you're not <laughs> or like not even act white but like act like you need to appease to white people that's what, lesser than you want to act like you 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 immediately go into that mode where you think you have to act a certain way don't don't because yeah. that that that's exactly you're acting and i think that's one of the things that they don't like about quad right is they're like mm-hmm. we don't like that quad brings the antics i love the antics personally mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, oh, is Heavenly going to be, like, suitable around these people? I'm like, as soon as as soon as soon Toya goes to that little meeting with Phaedra, yeah. they're all getting drunk on, like, whiskey <laughs> I know. and, like, cackling. So, yeah. like, let's not act like we're above it. But they vote Quad off the island. I could not believe that they did that. I told you that's happening, <sighs> but it was harsh. They straight up said, we have no emotional relationship with you. We have no connection with you. We would like you to leave. And I was thinking about this. And I think that technically you could do that on any television show. On any television show, you can say, I do not like you. I don't want you to hang out with me anymore.
0: I think you can say that any workplace situation, actually. Yes. And you know what they'll tell you?
1: Well, you can leave (laughs) then. Right. But like, I think it's so interesting that Simone did that and like I mean sure it did was it. almost like I also was not sure if
0: they had agreed to say all of the things that Simone said it just felt like let's bring her down let's talk to her and tell her that we are we should finish talking about this we don't have an emotional that we are done or whatever but the way it, the the way Simone phrased it I was like Did they want to say it that way? I don't know.
1: It just felt really weird like and quad and and look i think that quad is wrong in a lot of things yes Mm -hmm. she does not you know everybody has said it producers have said it heavenly has said it castmates have said it quad does not hang out with these people when the cameras are not filming and after sister circle that was like the first thing like when she took a break from the show because of sister circle they really got mad they hated the fact that she leaned on these people but these women have not admitted to the fact that the quad had to do that because they were friendly with quad's abusive ex-husband and still uh, yeah and are still friendly with this man yeah. to the point where he's coming on the show and getting a spot and it's awful like
0: right but also know, for me it's like wh- i don't understand why quad would want to be on the show with her abuser and his wife
1: understandable yes that's a good point too because she gets paid money and she's been on the show like why did the why does the abuser and the ex-wife get to be on the show it, you know true. what i mean i think that
0: and, and i think the women know that that's why she's forcing herself yeah into the show she's like this was my show first. she doesn't get to be here and so the women are also know that she's not back because she wants to spend time with them yeah it's more about marking her territory yeah. And so that also seems ingenuous to them. Like, you don't really like us, but you are in a work situation. You don't have to like each other. You don't know the other new doctor, Alicia, or whatever her name is. You barely know her. know her. You don't know Sweet Tea enough. You mm-hmm. have these two new ones that you're going to get to know. Why can't you just hang around with Quad? I Yeah. I mean, since and, the... And, 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 and Fetra doesn't even have a doctor boyfriend anymore. She dumped the Nigerian one
1: and she's looking for another one. Like casually says that. Oh yeah, we broke up. Uh, okay. Then what? how are you
0: unmarried to medicine? I don't understand.
1: It, it's so weird. Yeah. They're basically, in this episode, my only note said they. Th- Voted quad off the island, and then it's boring. And there's a bunch of misogyny. Fuck off, all of you. Yeah, like the guys talking about like how that one guy being like, "I've never watched my kids alone." Alicia's husband, and then Alicia saying how like she's trying to become more submissive in the year 2023. uh, I was like throwing up. Like the it married to medicine. I love this show because they have antics and all that. But one of my favorite things about a show is that yeah, they do these like things that are that impact the world right Mm -hmm. like they have always done something with politics they always took like a charity trip they always talk about the big things Mm -hmm. but it really really bothers me that this episode i was like for some reason married to medicine has taken like a misogynist turn right
0: in the same episode that they're talking about maternal health and how yeah black women are not heard
1: and by the way did you know that there's like a clip going around of jackie talking about on like an instagram live with heavenly and she's saying how black women aren't taken seriously in healthcare because they come in and they're so dramatic and over the top that they told you
0: that woman doesn't know what she's talking about i'm so vindicated i do not think i think jackie says the top line headline stuff to get through and get her name out there and make her own money. She said she wants to make her make sure that she doesn't lose any of her money, right? She mm-hmm. wants to make money this year. That's what she does. But when you dig deeper and you ask Jackie different questions,
1: you will see layers and layers of misogyny and layers and layers of bias. Yes. Yeah, so she says they they're so dramatic and over the top and they're not listened to because they've cried wolf so many times. I'm fuck? like, are you fucking kidding me? That person is going to come on and talk about black that maternal person, mortality. Yeah,
0: that person gets to get an audience with the with the vice president. What the hell?
1: Well, listen, we one need thing to send about it our to country. The vice
0: president, then say we need to tag Kamala Harris on that. That this is the person you <laughs> picked as an ambassador for this. <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like they're so. How would up in- you feel if this was said by a white doctor, white male doctor? If yeah. the same words were repeated by a white
1: male doctor. Yeah, exactly. It's fucked up. When we see white people do shitty things, we don't do it just when we get into places of power. We're supposed to go, hey, that's a shitty thing. I don't want to do it, even mm-hmm. though I'm in power. Like, yeah. it just, I I don't know. It just really, I'm like, how am I going to watch? Like, I don't really want to watch the rest of *Mary to Madison without quite. Apparently, it's going to get boring. She's coming back next week. <laughs>
0: She say, "I am back, I don't know why, but she was gone for a little bit, and then she comes back. I think they have like one episode without her while she renegotiates her contract with the folks, but I think that one episode is where we are going to see even more misogyny with this new doctor couple, yeah, and it's gonna make my blood boil, and then quad is gonna come back, and it's gonna be more silliness and I, I don't so. know. I told you this this season just hasn't been you know resonating with me i just feel like it's it, this is the blah season of merit to medicine well
1: they nailed it with simone being like i'm so glad the dark cloud that was here is gone i'm like fuck you simone mm-hmm. that's so mean right it was really fucked up i hated it me too
0: And I don't think that quad, um, it's wrong. I mean, it's what the women are saying about not being heard. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I think when Atoya says that you call me a thief, you said I was stealing quad. And do you know how much my family went through And quad is like, I went through a lot too. I'm like, no, first acknowledge her. Acknowledge their pain too before you talk about yours. You are not doing that quad. And even Heavenly says you're playing victim again, quad. And all of that is true. All of which is true. But the show as a whole is not going to be fun anymore. I know. (laughs) It's a bummer. I I hope they bring Mariah
1: back. Really, we need Mariah back. We need Mariah. I would love love for Quad and Mariah to get together and and come back on the show. Mm -hmm. Because uh, Simone did this to Mariah. Yeah. She did the exact same thing to Mariah. So she did it to Quad next. And she did it. To Mariah because she wanted to make Quad comfortable.
0: Yeah, and she, they say, "Oh, we had another meeting with the OGs." Well, Phaedra was not an OG. Why? Why? Did why, you is guys she have, yeah, why, why is she, she there? Yeah. Why is she there?
1: It's really weird. It's like a. It's like we have to include Phaedra because she's part of Bravo. Like it was just very strange to me. Yeah. Like, why is Phaedra there?
0: And why is Phaedra so special that you guys have to behave in front of her? It's yeah. just weird.
1: It's really weird. It's yeah. almost like. Almost saying like, oh, Phaedra is like a more a more like better reality TV star that we got yeah, on the show. But it's like, I know. honestly, I put quad above Phaedra. I put Married yeah. to Medicine sometimes over Real Housewives of Atlanta, especially with yeah. the last few years. Married to Medicine is the best. So right. I don't know. Ugh, I don't know what's happening. Hey, are you excited for Christmas? Do you want me to be? Uh, it was a yes or no question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am tired. I don't. You know. I don't. Well, you might be really coming st- down
1: with something. Huh. I think so. You're bundled up like yeah. a <laughs> like an English person in a cottage. Yes. Why are you calling me English person? I'm so sorry. That's so offensive to us. Yeah. The Please colonizer. Not. Yuck. No. No. Oh my god. I'm I've been watching. Much, like,
0: not, I'm like a Desi person who's experiencing 60 degree weather for the first time. <laughs>
1: That is what you look like. <laughs> you look like our relatives when they visit in the summertime, and the AC is on in the house. They're like, yeah. oh, "It's so cold." It's the air conditioning. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> um, no,
0: I'm excited for the, I'm excited for the break. Yeah. Um, Christmas itself has very um, uh, not my jam, but the break. Yes, I am excited for a whole week and a half of break that I'm going to get from work. Um, a lot of different other things happening in my life. Uh, yeah. And it's an exciting
1: time to think about it, but stressful too. <laughs> Very exciting times. Yes. <laughs> well, um, we'll take a break from Housewives stuff for the next week or so. I also was you, on – So you are going to do some pod- – You're going to do podcasting with Raheel and with um, – A whole bunch of other people. With Kendrick. Yes. I'm trying to get some guests on. We're going to do some scripted stuff over the next week or so. And then I was also on Taria's podcast. Um, What else is going on? It was. Listen, let me tell you something. What else is going on is now on YouTube, so you should go check that out. But I'm just giving you a disclaimer that I did not know that we were going to be on YouTube. And I came on, and I had just cleaned my backyard and showered and, like, popped up. She on.
0: recorded you without your permission? No, I mean, she, I, gave her,
1: I gave her my consent. I just, like, rubbed my face with some chapstick and, like... But Taria looks gorgeous. She's sitting in front of like a fireplace and like her shoulders bare and like she just looks so cozy and like hot and you have and a pile sexy. of laundry behind you. And I have a pile of laundry behind me. <laughs> I'm like, but, go, but please go and check that out. Okay. Check that out. Uh, me my, with my eye bags. And um, I'm also going to be on Tom Hamlet's podcast later on this week to talk about Salt Lake City. And yeah, there's just a bunch of podcasting happening, so go to the feed and follow it and follow all that Happy stuff.
0: holidays to all of our podcasting friends. Happy
1: holidays to everybody. Okay? I yes. hope that if you are not celebrating, you at least use the sales to buy yourself something nice. I
0: know, right? There's some good sales.
1: There's some good sales. Not that oh, we support you, consumerism, one, but it yeah, is it And
0: is. Uh, One last happy news. Trump cannot be on the ballot in Colorado. Yay! Very
1: exciting stuff. How many, <laughs> how many electoral votes do you get in Colorado? <laughs> Probably two. Who knows? <laughs> and it's a blue state anyway, but But okay. (laughs) I know. Very exciting. But
0: at least there's some precedence now. But I don't know if the Supreme Court will overturn it. But at the same time. Maybe they just like Uh
1: churn on that until twenty twenty five.